often beats with Clint. Ew. Yeah, um, not gonna lie. My, uh, lips look like a prostitute right now. They are very red. Looks like I drank Kool-Aid and don't wash my face, which half of that equation is true. <clears throat> you know, trying to wash the sugar. To sugar, yes, please. Well, you just, you know. Cure my diabetes. But, uh, yeah, you know, cha- I bought I bought chapstick for the first time yesterday. I've never put any of that shit on my lips. Never been against it, but when someone pressures you constantly, I've had people in the past like, hey, man, or baby, please put this on your lips. And I'm like, nah. I can deal with it. I don't care the little rough around the edges. I feel like it gives me a edge on the competition. Like that, a little surface to the lips. And shortly thereafter, they were not there to offer me any more chapstick. Moral of the story is, number one way to keep a lady is uh, apply it to your lips. And you could avoid the lip service. Right, Angela Yee? Welcome to episode 86 of the Often Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Um, kind of pre-recording some episodes for the week. I'm going to drop about... My goal is to drop about three or four this week since I only dropped one last week. Been a pretty busy couple weeks. Uh, yeah, but if everything goes right this week... I will accumulate $1,000 this week on my check. Well, not this upcoming week. You know, you work the week, and of course, you, they give it to you after a week later, which has always been a weird process to me. I kind of understand it. Like, I get, you know, there should be processing, takes a few days, process everything, but I've never understood why it takes, why do you work one week and you have to wait six more days to get your next check? Or five more days or a week. Some places it's you work and you don't get that pay till two weeks from now. If you do bi-weekly check type of shit. Like it's like this weird rotation they want you on. It's like when is going to come the time? Crazy thought. Where it's literally just like a tip service. Where every day you work. Wow, this is definitely broke people talk right now. Where every day you work, literally what you work that day. They accumulate the taxes per day, which I don't know, maybe that would actually hurt you. If you're getting taxed every single day on what you make, you probably would get taxed more daily than through a week. So, you know what, now I think about it, that's a terrible idea. I don't want to get taxed more and not get any back anyways. That's how the system works. Young, dumb, and broke, except I'm not dumb. But, uh, I just don't, like, I, and I'm not bitching about it, it doesn't bother me or nothing, but, you know, typically, I haven't had the wait for a paycheck in a while. Typically, you know, I get paid that day, or hourly check is just an extra source of income. It's just kind of, it's just kind of a weird thing. I feel like it's a little outdated. I feel like they could, I feel like if a pay period ends on Sunday... 
Maybe Monday you get your check for that week. You know, keep everything up to date. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just the guy who's like, damn. You know you're starting to think like a very, very... Uh, what's the proper term to use without coming off condescending? Because you can't be condescending when you're part of the group of ineptness. And people are uh, broke for a multitude of different reasons. Some people have really good reasons. Some people have crazy amount of people that rely on them. Some people have a lot of debt that not always necessarily your fault. Some people are broke because a lot of bad shit happens at a time. You know, your car breaks down. Uh, you know, you you have a friend that died in a funeral and they're starting a GoFundMe page and you don't want to be the friend that doesn't donate, you know, 300 bucks to their funeral. Even though you know their family is more than well off, but, you know, you can contribute to the service because no one should have to, you know, it's weird for you one day. Funeral service, all right, here's where I'm going to start today. Why are funeral services happen so quickly after someone dies? Like, why is there this rush when the accepted fate is there? It's like, we have to have this funeral four days from now or a week from now. Why? It's like, is is there some law or rule that I don't know about where... If you don't have a funeral service within 17 days of a person's passing, uh, you can't have one. Or maybe if you wait 17 days, maybe you're like, you know what? Maybe his thoughts start to intertwine with a lot of people. Like, you know, do I really want to go to this? Where if it's off the bat emotional, you you know, some, you know, some third co-worker from four jobs ago like it damn you know I should really go pay my respects you know take a couple hours off that day and pay my respects where it's like 17 days after like you know uh maybe maybe you know if I'm off that day yeah if I could fit it in it's kind of like you fit it in kind of like you would your kids basketball game at 9 a.m yeah I'll get to it when I get to it but if I need sleep I'm going to choose sleep over it. And maybe with certain people, if they don't do the funeral quick enough, they know no one outside of the people they lived with in the household will probably show up or at least is going to make an extra effort. You know, it's like, all right, yeah, we'll come by. We'll swing by like almost like you're going to stop by Brewster's on the way home from, you know, destroying the Silverbacks. Whoo, Pinto League. Um. Or the River Cats. By the way, those rec league uh, names, those minor league baseball names are always the funniest. They have like the Snake Rattlers, the River Cats. Like, what the fuck is a River Cat? I've never seen a fucking cat in a river. You take a dog out into the woods if you need some. What the fuck is a cat going to do to you if you run into a mongoose? You know, unless it's Halo, then, you know, maybe you just have like a, you know, Cat Emperor, like, all hell... But, uh, wow, just went in a nerd phase. But, yeah, maybe there's this such immediate reaction to have funerals so quickly because if we don't have it so quickly, maybe there's this insecurity that no one will care after a couple weeks. 
you know it's kind of like uh it's kind of like when you quit your job uh you feel uh you feel great for like the first five days the first week you're like man all that built up oh yeah feels so good and after a while you're like oh money's going a little bit lower in my account it's like ah i'll be fine and you're like huh you know as nice as not having a job, you know what's nicer? Having a job with an income. And you can't blame anyone but yourself. It was self-inflicted. But after a while, the sympathy from others like, hey man, you know, you'll find a job. Don't worry. You know, that immediate when someone tells you, man, I quit my job and it felt great. Like, yeah, man, I'm so proud of you. And then a week later, like, yeah, you know, I've been looking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Shit's been... You know, it's been a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, ah, you'll be fine. You'll find someone. You'll find something. Then about a month later, you know, you're uh, going through. You know, you're just uh, driving through the Panera Bread. And you see an old friend on the patio as you're about to walk in. As you're getting your overpriced. By the way, what the fuck is with half sandwiches? Who came up who who came up with this great idea? Like, you know what's a great lunch special? Getting half the amount of food, but we throw in some stale chips, half a bag, and they get a soda from the fountain drink that literally costs us ten cents for a cup of profit. We're gonna charge them two bucks on their meal. And their lunch special is gonna be essentially the same price as they just got the full fucking sandwich. With a pickle. They're like, you know what's a great lunch special? Giving you half the amount of food. Because, you know, we know. We know how much you need to eat. Talk about the fucking ego of these deli places, of these lunch specials. Those lunch specials are always a fucking rip-off. They're like, no, oh, we'll give you a small cup of soup, a half sandwich, and a lemonade. Nine fifty. It's like, huh. Seems like, seems like a... Seems like I'm getting bent over right now, and they're like, ah, some people like it. It's convenient. It's like, ah, eh, you know, when you want to be convenient, making a choice if I want to only eat half the fucking sandwich. Crazy thought, you don't have to eat all. Is that what we've come to as a society? As a society? Jesus. Slurs. Uh, my stutter coming back. Almost like my stutter step in the post. Boom, boom, swish. Bank is open. Um, talk about where now corporations, I guess, feel this need where they're like, you know, we we have such a food control issue. People have such a problem with controlling how much food they consume. We're going to make that decision for you and charge you the same. If I go to Jersey Mike's and pay 13 bucks for a sandwich and it's ten fifty for half a sandwich... I want to tell you to go fuck yourself and give me that full sandwich. And if I eat all of it, that's my $13 I'm going to feel later. Alright? When it comes out, it comes out. Talk about the ego. To be like, we know what you need. No, you don't. I want a full fucking sandwich for lunch. With chips and a drink. For nine bucks. Like, they, it's like so fucking dumb. I know, I'm starting to get in my bag here. Clint is back, baby. But, um, it's so fucking idiotic that 
like these lunch specials, it's always like from 11 a.m. to like 3 or 4 if you have a connection at certain places. But you're in or there. It's literally they have a lunch special that they just print out on a white piece of fucking paper and put in between, you know, the margins, the appetizers, and the soups. Like, first of all, who the fuck just goes get soup? But whatever. Not here at the rant on soup today. But um, if you get some poured on you, just uh, record it and you will get hundreds and thousands of dollars, even if the soup wasn't hot. Person's still in the wrong, don't get me wrong, but $100,000 for someone pouring some cold soup on you? I don't know, seems a bit excessive, but imagine, they're like, it's a scam, but because it has a lunch special, we are so fucking dumb that we're like, this is special. You know what's more special than getting all of it? 65% of it. That's way more special. Because you know what? It must mean they put much more quality in it. It must mean they toast the bread perfectly. It must mean that they spread the mayo. That they spread the sauce. They make sure everything's perfectly proportioned. It's not messy at all. It must be perfect if it's special. Let me tell you. They actually put less effort. You get a club sandwich. They probably forget the fucking toothpick. But whatever. Lunch specials to me. Always typically. You don't get your bang for the buck. They always assume you're in a hurry. Oh well. You know everyone assumes that if they come here at 1.30pm on a Tuesday. It must be on the break. First of all. If you have only an hour break. What the fuck are you doing? Send down at a Panera Bread. Or even going to a TGI Fridays. Or any type of fucking sit down restaurant. Like when I go there. I want to sit the fuck down. And if I want to leave after 40 minutes or 3 hours, then I'll leave after 45 minutes or 3 hours. And I'll be like, hey man, can you get those spare ribs out? Because uh, they're about to spare my uh, employment if you don't hurry the fuck out of here. And I can't leave without my food. I'm paying for it. Don't want to be a dickhead. No. You go to moderately paced places. Or you pick it the fuck up. There's places designed for that. But you know what? It's cool. Maybe put that on your gravestone. Why did he die? Ah, he was rushing back from Panera Bread. And he had to be back at work at 3, so he sped through. And only if he would have gotten the lunch special. He wouldn't have had to rush back. Maybe that will be on your fucking gravestone. Maybe that will make more sense for you. But whatever the fuck. Anyways. Yeah, but funeral costs are a bitch, from what I've heard, you know. I haven't exactly, uh, you know, looked up my future caskets for my size or whatever. I haven't exactly gone that deep in the will. You know, they always say you should plan your death when you're the most alive. It's kind of fucked up way to think. I'm not saying that you should never, th- I don't think you should be afraid to think about, you know, what you leave behind if you have something worth leaving behind. Like, you know, if you have a will and shit and you're like 40-something, yeah, you should probably start thinking about it. You have You have a wife and kids. Yeah, you know what? You should probably think about, huh, where, where's all, what happens to all this when I die? What happens to my Social Security? Oh, they just give it back to Social Security. You know what? You should probably make a will, protect it, make sure everything I worked for wasn't for a complete, you know, fucking waste. 
Don't want to fuck my wife over before she remarries three months later. Like, don't want to do that to her. You know, want her to live a full life. No, these are things you should think about. But to sit here and be like, you know, you should already have like an arrangement with a funeral service. It's like, I don't know. I I feel like uh, that's kind of like setting the precedent that these funeral services are going to go on the deep dark web to make sure to get your money. To make sure... You know, I wouldn't be surprised at these people that work for the funeral services. It's kind of weird that you literally capitalize on, like, the worst days of people's lives. But, hey, look, capitalism. It's cool. I'm not going to get my feelings about, look, it's an inevitable thing. Everyone dies. as Because, you know, J. Cole came up with the saying, everybody dies. It's like, now he just has a song about it. But, you know, everyone always says, oh, remember that quote J. Cole said in a song? He's like, yeah, he's literally referencing... A philosopher's quote. Relax. Alright. Relax. Sometimes lyrics are repeated in quotes. And that's great. Because they know, you know what, in current day, their voice is going to have a little bit more uh, what's clout and trending on Google trends than, you know, uh, fucking Vivica A. Fox. That's a terrible example. Because, you know, she, uh, Thin line between love and hate, and boy, that line is actually pretty thick for me because I mostly love her. No hate. She could try to kill me any day in her mansion. That movie had a lot of reminiscent to the Andre Ryzen burning his house down thing. Underrated. Andre Ryzen survived uh, domestic abuse, his house getting burned down, and the dude still went out there next year. He was PJ Washington before PJ Washington. P.J. Washington's out here. Hey, he's just playing. You know he's internally done with this shit. I was worried when P.J. Washington, the player for the Hornets and the Bernie Renner situation, blah, 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 being embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the you know the gist. I thought he would come out here and be shooting like 32% from the field, six points a game, taking eight mental health days off in the year. Nah, the dude's out here contributing to a fun team, a good, consistent player, improved. He's out there making clutch defensive plays. I mean, you would have no clue the dude's going through anything outside off the court. The embarrassment. Now, once he gets paid, all that's going to be brought up. Like, come here, baby, baby. Uh, it's going to be like Tyrese and Taraji and baby boy. Because uh, that baby boy of theirs is the brunt of, it's unfortunately the brunt of a lot of jokes. That's the unfortunate part of really the whole situation is everyone's making fun of him, condemning her, shitting on PJ for uh, doing, for, you know, uh, spreading his seed when uh, the tree was already dead, but somehow it got revived, almost kind of like the tumor trees in Auburn, which by the way. Shout out to Bama. Great game. Saw the highlights after I got off work. Someone at work said, hey, no one update us on the game. I have a recording. It's like, well, none of us even have our phones in here. So, can't really tell you anyways. But, I felt like maybe she actually did. But she didn't want to say she did. But whatever. Um, But yeah. Dude's out here balling. Most dudes would have curled up in a ball, and uh, after the first three games of struggling, you know, be like, 
I need to take time away from the game. And you know what? Out of most people that have taken time away from the game, this actually would have been understandable. Because it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just uh, the typical baby mama drama type of stuff. This was like some public embarrassment and someone making emphasis to let you know that I fucked this guy over and I'm proud of it. And I played the system and I'm going to get rewarded by the system. The blatant arrogance of it is really like the embarrassment, you know, from a lot of people in those Manosphere red pill communities, you know, as much as they hate, they blame PJ Washington, which look. I'm not going to get into their situation. All I'm saying is, man's out here balling, and he's making money for her, him, and their child. And that child's being used literally for a cash grab. And when he grows up and has the internet on full blast, he's going to be known as the kid whose mom's a whore. But hey. Oh, you gotta love it. Oh, 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 you gotta love it. Now, let's get to the bottom of it. But yeah, um, being dug six feet deep. It's a common use term. Ten toes down. I'm be uh, stuck up till I'm six feet down. Yeah, um, one of those quotes, I hate the overuse of it. It's like, but you know, hey. If you're projecting how you're going to pass away, then by all means. Yeah, I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Funerals. There's no reason why a funeral should be $10,000 plus. There just isn't. Literally, a funeral service is, alright, we're going to we're gonna let you basically rent out a church for an hour and a half or two hours. Then they have the fucking attitude to fucking try to rush you through the shit. The fucking audacity. They'll be like, I know you guys are paying like $3,000 an hour to rent, you know, a fucking church that's supposed to be open to the people who are looking for forgiveness, who are looking for hope, that are looking for guidance, and looking away the mourn to death. And we're gonna charge you $3,000 to rent out, you know, God's place. Because, you know, that's what God intended. To be like, hey... Use my church for your profit. Haha. <laughs> That's a fucking business right there. So then they do the service, have the audacity to rush you like Green Day at fucking iHeart Festival in like 2015, where they're like, one fucking minute? We're fucking Green Day. It's like, if I'm sorry. If I ever ha- if I pay for a funeral, and I'm like the leader of this funeral service in terms of paying for everything and all that stuff. The second they start trying to rush people's speeches and be like, you only have four minutes to speak. I'm going to tell them to suck my dick under God's house for liberty and justice for all. The fucking audacity for you to tell me to hurry up my speech. When I'm one of the people, obviously if I'm up here speaking, I'm one of the important ones who is very close to this member that passed away. So you know what? Maybe kick fucking rocks and maybe you should get stoned with one you're gonna sit there and rush someone i understand you know if they're going 40 minutes and they're just jibber jabbering because maybe you think oh all these people got somewhere to be it's like you know what if you go to a funeral service you can't really be like ah you know 
uh, I'll go for three, uh, you know, man, probably about an hour and a half, you know, it's not like a baseball game, you're like, yeah, I'll probably take an hour and a half, two hours, and we go, go get some Mexican food, and then we hit the batting cages, and then head home, I'm like, you know what, nah, you have to have a little bit more gray, you have to assume that a funeral is going to be an all-day thing, it may not be, but you know what, it may be, and what are you going to do? Rush people paying their condolences to someone that mattered to them? Like, fuck you. Like, you got somewhere better to be. You're literally getting paid on my dime. Like, go fuck yourself. Jesus. But look, what am I, what am I paying $10,000 for? I'm paying for... I'm paying for basically to rent out your Airbnb for an hour and a half. Okay. Then, to basically for you to rent a limousine to drive eight miles to a grave. Okay. And then, all right, you have like six or seven people, which sometimes they end up asking people who are not even part of the service. And they're just people there to pay their respects. And like, hey, can you help us like pick this up and go across this graveyard? It's like, I'm not doing half the work for you. It's like going to McDonald's and being like, yeah, I'll take double cheese. And then you have to go back there and, you know, put the bread in the fucking toaster and put your mustard, ketchup, onions, pickles, and all that shit on. And then all the employee has to do is put the cheese and the meat on and wrap it up and slide it through. And then you start to bag the bitch yourself. Like, I'm not fucking sitting here helping, carrying, but like... You guys have a business here. It's weird that you guys are using, you know, the church as a business, which is fine. I keep on saying, which is fine, but obviously it's not fine. You get passive aggressiveness. Oh, you gotta love it. This is like, what am I paying for? What if I just independently paid for each individual thing? What if I just paid for my own? Like, what if I just had someone that had like, I don't know, a nice uh, SUV we just kind of put it back there, you know, wrap it around like you would a bike back there, you know, or maybe put the, put the, um, put the casket on top of your car and wrap it around like a mattress with some, with some plastic wire cords, you know, like you would, like you would some furniture from errands. Why not? Hey, if it means save money, you gotta do what you gotta do to save money in these days. Like I couldn't afford a funeral right now, but no, so I'm paying, all right, so you have a hearse, all right, maybe, all right, I don't know, see, I don't know how that works, I don't know how that works when it comes to, when you get escorts, eh, escorts, I'm pretty sure there's been some bomb-ass funerals where, you know, there's been some escort services, kind of like a Vegas trip, it's like, you know, it's funny how when people die, people are like, you know what this person will want us to do, fuck some bitches, yeah, it's like Woody. I mean, even if that's his personality, I'm pretty like you know what. Actually, on my day, I'm a normal. On the day that I'm dead, I actually kind of want you to treat me like a normal person. You know, maybe if you treat me like a normal person, I wouldn't have been suicidal, which is why we're here today. But no, people always use someone's personalities or how they were as a person to. What they what they would want us to do? Because you know what, you never ask what they would want you to do on the on their funeral day. So you know what, maybe uh, don't assume. 
Let a man rest in peace. Pay your respects. I'm sorry. Social norms are boring. You put a flower down. You cry. You pass by. You touch the casket. And you just go about your way. And you go and cry about it. You don't have to sit here. You know what they want us to do? Pop bottles of champagne and play some Katy Perry and Avicii DJ remix in this. It's like, just because he listened to that music doesn't mean he's like, you know what? Time and place. This ain't the time and place. Because you know what? 98% of the people that are here don't care for that shit. And unless he wrote it down on a will, which chances are he did in this situation because he was a young fella. You know what? Maybe. Don't assume. Because I'm pretty sure in these instances, anytime someone said this is what this person will want us to do in either after party situation was or whatever, and they did that person, I'm pretty sure if the person came back from the dead like that SNL sketch when Jesus came for uh, the Broncos Tebow and was like, hey, Tim, can you help us out a little bit? He's like, man, yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure like at least 75% would be like, you know what? Actually, I didn't want y'all to do that. And even the 25% like, yeah, you know what? That was actually pretty cool, but maybe tone it down a bit. You know, don't use my death as an excuse for you to do crack. Just because I did it doesn't mean, all right, someone died of a crack heroin overdose. Hey, you know how this person? Go in like you go out. Everyone, we're doing crack and heroin. It's kind of like those little grape drink things they do. Like Things like once a month in church, at least in my experience, they give you like one of those little uh, oyster cracker things. Doesn't really have flavor, but you know. That with the combination of the grape juice is supposed to represent wine, but they kind of give it because, you know, they don't want to be giving wine to people at church. Those typically never end well. Cathedral. Um, but yeah. You know, maybe time and place. But anyways. Alright, so I'm paying you for a limo service, essentially just to carry me eight miles from the Sunoco all the way to probably... Like, you know, a fucking yard by Zaxby's. Like, alright. And then maybe the escort service with cops, you know, you're taking time away from them. But typically it's done on the weekends. Typically funerals are done on Sundays, kind of. Or It's like, it's just crazy. But why does that have to be so sudden? You know, it's like the first thing, if I have someone close to me die, the first thing I gotta think about is, hmm. Uh, well, we got to get on the ball before the bookings build up for these funeral services. It's like, you know what? Pay your respects a month later, you know? Maybe there wouldn't be as much crying. Maybe you'd be much more time to grieve and process. Because nothing's more uncomfortable. Not that it's about you. If you're not, like, directly, like, in the immediate sphere of the people that are most directly affected by the person who passed away. But, you know, maybe, just maybe... Maybe they would be much more controlled. It wouldn't be so like... It, it, it could be very uncomfortable to watch a mother cry over their child's death. Because that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to fucking deal with. That's a lot to process. Why don't we give... You know, it's one of those self-inflicted things. We can put ourselves in best situations. For these funeral services to... 
make the process a little more bearable, give you more time to put something together, send out invites, send out requests, so people can set the schedule, not rush in like that, you know, you gotta basically rent out a whole hotel, like, you know, it's just so sudden, I don't know, call me crazy, give people time to grieve, have the funeral, then have the funeral service, you can sort out your finances, plan things out, it's already, most time, it's already an unplanned situation that happens, how come all of a sudden, when an unplanned situation that happens, all of a sudden, the most planning has to be done, when it's in our hands, what we do, maybe it's just tradition, hey, funerals should happen two and a half days after they're considered dead. It's like, all right, teach their own. I would just say maybe two weeks, three weeks. Then, you know, you probably get more people. But again, that's my ignorant ass talking. All because I fucking hate half sandwiches. Fucking hate them. And they even do that shit at Cheesecake Factory. You know, yeah, I'm going to call you out, Cheesecake Factory. You gypped my dad on his last cheesecake. You deserve a little ribbing. Um, on my on my birthday, by the way, I should, uh, I should have for mention. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Not when they fuck up your dad's cheesecake. Like, you just couldn't. Give a medium slice. You had to jip it. Like, you know who you're dealing with. We're repeat offenders. But, you know, whatever. It just, uh... They, they have those things. I've seen on the menu. They have those lunch board where they'll have, like, the pastas and shit. And the big meal is the regular pasta. Where it's like $23, $24, however much their fucking pastas are. Then they have the lunch special... The lunch portion. Where it's considerably smaller, but it's like $5 cheaper only. It's like, you know what I'll do? Again, sorry to repeat myself. Get the whole fucking pasta. Whatever I don't eat, take it home. You can eat less than the lunch portion. But you know what you get? You get to have lunch for tomorrow. Or the day after. Spread it out. I don't give a fuck. Spread it between you and your bitches, neighbors. I don't fucking know. Give it to your dog. But I'm getting the most bang for my buck. I don't fucking get it. Lunch specials. They're not special. It's a fucking scam. But if they put lunch scam, you know, of course of course you're not going to get it. Because no one wants to feel like they're getting scammed. That's why their menu is like 50 fucking pages. And it could easily be 35 because 15 of them are just, do you want a reduced portion of what you're already getting? And we're going to reduce the regular portion you're supposed to be getting anyways because, you know, we're fucking Cheesecake Factory, you sacks of shit. Did you know you could use our gift card at Chili's because we're all the same fucking company? It's like, well, now I do. Yeah, think about that. You think Cheesecake Factory so exquisite? You know, they're owned by the same fucking people. Who run Chili's. And like Applebee's. Like it's all the same fucking family. One just presents itself to be exquisite. You know. They give you napkins that you're supposed to put on your fucking lap. 
Like, how much of a fucking... How much of a lazy fucking eater do you have to be? Where you have to put a fucking big-ass silverware napkin on your fucking lap. Like, can you not keep the artichoke dip over the chip? Is it that fucking hard? Jesus, I'm ranting a lot about food today. But you know what? Someone needs to say it. Like, if you want to wear it, I'm not going to bitch about it. If we're out at lunch together, and you're right next to me, you're a friend of mine, I see you put, I'm not going to be like, ah, fucking pansy, like someone would if you're, if you have the vaccine, if you're wearing a mask in public. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. But you know what? Fuck it. Wearing a napkin over your lap is like, I guess, how some people would view if you're wearing a mask and vaccinating all that stuff. It's really the same thing. You don't think for yourself, huh? You can't control yourself. It's like, all right, man. But no, I'm not of that line. But I do think if you wear, if you, like, it, it's such a weird thing to wear in your lap. Like, what am I? Like, you might as well just wear a bib over your chest and be like, my wife pegs me for breakfast. Like, fuck you. It's like, oh, my mom took sugar on my diet because I had too many frosted flakes and the flakes get on my eyes. I'm like, mommy... And she's like, ah, I gotta run your life again, you fucking pansy. You know what I would do? If my kid was on a reduced sugar diet and my wife was trying to, we need to really watch a sugar intake. I'd be like, I got you, hun. So what I would do is I would buy a box of cornflakes, right? And I would pour those cornflakes right in the garbage. Because you know what? If you're going to eat anything like that bland, eat Wheaties. At least at the advertisement, you put chocolate milk and Wheaties. You know what? It's fine. Wheaties is actually highly underrated. But here's what you do. You get the box of cornflakes. Right after you buy it, you immediately pour that shit in the garbage. Pour all the flakes in the garbage. Then you refill it with the frosted flakes. You put the frosted flakes in there, right? So then you put it in there. Then every morning, your kid's having Frosted Flakes. And then without your wife looking, you know what you do. You put a couple scoops of sugar and the fucking 2% milk. And then you exchange that skim milk. By the way, it should be a disgrace to put skim milk in kid's cereal. If you want to put skim milk in your Raisin Bran, you want to put skim milk in your fucking Special K Chocolate Delight, where the chocolate pieces just get stuck in between your gums. You know what? Be my fucking guess. Don't sit here and start fucking up tricks, cocoa puffs. Don't start fucking that up for the children. And just to be spiteful, not only would I put whole milk. No, yeah, fuck 2%. My kid's getting whole milk. He's getting frosted flakes. And even though I never put extra sugar in my cereal... I'm pouring some fucking sugar on top of his frosted flakes. Stirring that bitch up. And some laxative, you know, because my wife's going to change his diaper and his underwear. (laughs) Uh, Gotta love it. And I'm going to do all that and be like, all right, honey, I'll see you later. Someone's got to go to work. You fucking not going to say it. That's a joke, obviously. But look. Let's just say he's going to be watching old school at a very young age. Because he's going to really learn about streaking. And uh, 
gonna have to buy like a ten a ten pack of underwear every month from Walmart because, you know, apparently for some reason when you get a little streak in your underwear, it's like such taboo to just put it in the washer and just scrub it out, scrubbing bubbles. For some reason, it's too much. Oh my god! Once there's a streak, we gotta throw them away. It's like no, you reuse it. Not something to reuse toilet paper. I. Thomas the Train, you know what? The little red tip on his nose under his, you know, little gooch area. It'll be fine. Because you know what? Even when he bends over at school and he's wearing pants. Even if his pants were to come down and sag down a little because his pants are a little too big. Because, you know, he's like Caillou, a little cancer. You know, once he bends over, his his underwear is not even going to... Be seen, even if he was completely in his underwear. No one's like crawling up under him, being like, oh my god, he has a streak. Like, what are they gonna do? Call child services because your kid streaked his pants? What are you gonna do? Send your kid half a fucking sandwich to school? You know what? Here's a, for going back to the lunch specials. I'm sorry. I, this whole episode been about fucking lunch specials. Since you were so adamant that it is okay to accept half a sandwich, a small thing of soup, and some fake cracky bread that's harder than my fucking outer membrane can wrap his head around. And, oh, here's a fountain drink with 400 calories anyways. You know what? You could have the full sandwich, cut out the fountain drink, and have the same amount of calories, been more full, more fulfilling, without the acid reflux. But you know what? What the fuck do I know? Would you send your kid only half a sandwich to school? Would you do that? Oh, well, we should treat kids different. Oh, so you should treat your kids only half a fucking sandwich, huh? Never finish what you started, huh? What, you think giving them half of a turkey, cheese, and extra mayo sandwich with some fake sliced apples and a Lunchables is really the equivalent if he just ate that full fucking sandwich and you just gave him some Lay's barbecue chips and a freaking Mott's 100% quote-unquote apple juice. You think that's a little bit... You, you think that's absurd to just give him a full fucking sandwich and some barbecue chips and some fucking apple juice? You really think that's absurd? But it makes more sense to give half a sandwich. You know, the half a sandwich thing, the half of anything thing, it's such an elitist mindset. If you go anywhere and seek out when you have the option of a full, which I don't even know why, you would only be able to get half of some but not full something. Like, what kind of fucking restaurant? Just because it's during the lunch hours? Alright, fine. Have the lunch special available. But don't say I can't order off the fucking regular. Oh, we actually do brunch menu right now. Oh, fuck you. You have to literally make the whole sandwich just to give me half. What do you do with half that sandwich? I know you're not sitting there cutting half of a bread, cutting half the amount of turkey, cutting a half slice of cheese, and then it's... No, I know you assemble the whole fucking thing and then cut it in half, and you're like, profit, baby. Jesus. I swear, these places just find new ways to rip a new one in you. And to, call, and to make you feel like you're moving up in the world. They're literally saying, we give you twice as much for half less. 
I, I said that wrong. That would actually be positive. They're literally saying we give you half as much of what you pay for. Wow. Almost sounds like a almost sounds like a wage issue. But you know what? Fuck me. What was I talking about? Jesus, this pot is flying through. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Uh Here's where I'm going to end this episode off with today. You know, we're going to keep it lighthearted. Funerals, lunch specials. Funerals and lunch specials. Would you be able to last a full funeral service eating half of a meal that you feel you paid for? No, because you know what you're going to think about the whole funeral service? I can't believe I paid... 15 bucks after I tipped. I can't believe I paid 15 bucks to get half of what I would pay for that. Yeah, that's going to sit with you the whole funeral. And you're not even paying attention to people's speeches because you're lost in your own world. You broke fuck. Alright, uh. Moral, all right. I got. I guess I gotta do a moral of this whole podcast. It sounded like I was just bitching about lunch specials and shit, and the cost of funerals. Although all that is absurd, it's true. Why? Like, why should it cost so much to bury someone I love? Like, you know, I, I, I have this weird feeling about. Like, I'm very uncomfortable. I'm too uncomfortable to put up a GoFundMe for anything, no matter what I'm going through. That's just an uncomfortable feeling. I'm not someone that just ask random people for money. It's the type of things. But the more and more you learn about this shit, the more you at least kind of understand it. Because I don't. Because they're not the type of people that are comfortable asking for money, anyways. That I know of. But the absurdity of people capitalizing on. These services are literally capitalizing on your demise, your situation, your urgency, your grief. Because when you're grieving and you're in so much pain, you make a lot of irrational. You're not thinking clearly. You're just trying to move past it and get it over with. Because it's one of the hardest things you're ever going to have to do is bury someone that you love. And they take advantage of those emotions. You know, there's no coupon, you know, there's no coupon in your mega coupon book for 15% off your next service, like a oil change, like, no. They're like, uh, yeah, actually, like, I don't even know, do they charge by your weight? Like, is it a flat rate across the board? Is it age, how you died? You know, I, I don't know how that shit work. Open casket, I guess open casket is probably more because I have to make sure, you know, uh, things are easy. For the eye to see. Wow. I feel like a douche for talking about funerals and open caskets and grieving. But you know what? That's what happens when uh I, when you have a cranky a cranky, hangry Clint for having the audacity of being offered the lunch special. That is episode 86 of the Off and Beat Podcast.
Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, don't forget to get your full fucking sandwiches and suck some titties. And have a great day whenever this is. Probably bank one more episode and I'll release one Monday. Release one Wednesday and Friday. This one will probably be the Wednesday pod. So getting back on a roll. Going to have a busy week. Probably about to work 50 to 60 hours this week. Get my money up cunt and i'm about to break the bank and they're about to be like about fucking time you even shit out you sack of shit it's like all right man it was funny you you know it's funny these by the way these banks sometimes they will randomly call you like every four or five months and randomly keep up to date with you acting like they give a fuck about you right it's like no you know i think it's it's how they conveniently call you when uh you're closer to zero than you are to a thousand dollars in your account, they're like, hey, you know, I know they technically can't just look at your account, look at your account. At least they're not supposed to. They have to have an excuse to look at it for something. And you know, when it was getting a little bit on the you know dead end side, they're like, hey, you know, they didn't say it, but they said it without saying. It. I read it between the lines. She's like, hey, you know. I was just wondering, how is everything going? You know, are you happy with PNC? It's like, I mean, you know, it wouldn't matter which bank I was a part of. It'd be the same situation. But yeah, it's cool. By the way, free shout out to PNC, I guess. Free advertisement. You're fucking welcome. Because you know what banks need more than anything? A small podcaster to shout out. By the way, it's kind of weird. Why does a bank even need to sponsor anything? Sorry, about to go down another rabbit hole. Don't have enough time for that today. But yeah, why do banks actually have the... Why do banks get sponsors? You know what? That's going to be the next episode. Why do banks have sponsors? Yeah, I'll just say. It was just funny how they conveniently call... I noticed they conveniently call when... Alright, well, if you have any questions or anything we can do for you, it's like... Yeah, you know what you could have done uh, when you saw like, hey, they're they're basically you need a financial advisor. It's like I don't know, are you guys hiring for financial advisors? Because I mean, if you guys are hiring for financial advisors, I could be a financial advisor. Like, hey, we're not gonna help you that much. It's like, well, then what the fuck are you gonna help me with? You know, you're about as useless as Indeed.com at finding jobs. All right, episode eighty-six. Uh, go fuck me. And, uh, oh, Jesus, let one go at the end, try to hold it in, but gotta let it rip. R.I.P. No good reason. Wow, that actually finally suits today's episode. I would, I guess you could say, I definitely didn't rehearse. Uh, you, it's kind of weird, because you you know, you don't want to start having to rehearse what you're going to say at funerals because that means you're attending a lot of funerals. And that probably means you're going you're going through it. Oh, can I go?